and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Jen. Hello. So um, I met Jennifer at um, something that I'm part of. You might have heard me mention it before. It's called the Professional Speaks Academy. And um, it's kind of an entrepreneur's group, really, um, with the sort of focus on speaking and things as well. But um, we met our eyes over a crowded coffee room, didn't we? And there, yeah, that was it. It was over coffee. Oh, don't bring about all those memories. Um, And we just got chatting and realised that actually, although we've got like very little in common, we've actually got loads in common as well, um, because Jenny to give you a bit of background, um, is an unbelievable expert in Instagram. But her background is actually in coaching salon businesses and salons had to do it. So just so that you know how relevant this is today, we thought Jen would come along and share with you some hints and tips and secrets about Instagram and how you guys can be using it, whether you're a rider, whether you want sponsors and ambassadorships, whether you've got a business that you want to promote using Instagram, and also to tell us why we need to be doing that. So um, welcome, Jen. Hey, um, tell us a little bit about yourself then, a little bit about your story that, that brought us across that crowded coffee room when our eyes met. That moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay, a little bit about me. Well, I'm Jennifer Louise. I am a salon owner. I've had a salon for 16 years um, and I nearly lost my business because I knew how to cut amazing hair, but I didn't know how to run a business. Um, and I stumbled across um, a, an education company that coached salons how to run a business and I learned how to do it and my business became great. But then there was one fundamental thing. I knew how to deal with the numbers and how to be a business woman, but then I couldn't get bums on seats. So there was this whole marketing thing that just kept sort of sitting on my shoulders and I, I was aware that you know I, I'd taken my my point of my cut and finish price from like 29 pounds to 67 quid and I'd done all this stuff and we'd we were making good money but I didn't have enough clients to make exceptional money and my fascination grew around marketing and I started to play with first of all Facebook um, and I remember sitting on my sofa and my ex-husband being like, what the frigging hell are you doing? And I was literally running my business on Facebook, like all night long. I would be getting messages and making bookings and it was just phenomenal. And that was really the starting point of me learning how to do social media. And then Facebook got a bit salesy and, you know, everyone kind of got a bit fed up with it. And I got fed up with it and Instagram popped up. And so I moved to Instagram and really just learned how to, and it's a completely different site. Although it's owned by the same person and it's social media, it's completely different as to what you would put out on both um, accounts so I had to relearn social media all over again but I really enjoy it and it's become my passion and I believe in a past life at some point I was a marketer and it's trying to get out of me um, so now I coach salon owners how to market their business that's really cool and I love the fact as well that it probably resonates with a lot of people on this that actually you were really good at cutting hair but you didn't really want to do it and uh, well you sort of did not really and then actually you ended up with this business that you had to run and I think that's so key certainly for a lot of riders and yard owners and people like that who 
they start off loving horses yeah. and wanting to either ride them or look after them or whichever it is and end up running a yard or managing a team or doing things that actually they were never trained to do and then suddenly they've got to get clients and market and actually like that's not where their skills lie is it no and I, I guess for you guys right and this is an outsider's point of view so correct me if I'm wrong but I'm guessing for you guys you know you fell in love with a horse or horses um, and it became your passion and that's what you wanted to do and then at some point the thought of doing a normal job became unbearable to the point that then somehow you had to monetize what you loved in order to live a fulfilled um, and happy lifestyle so I suppose it's a yeah you're right a very similar thing then all of a sudden it's like shit I've got to make this thing work how do I make some money doing the thing I love? Um, and social media is really key for you moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. And I think one of the reasons that we fell in love, Jen, was because actually that's our shared story, isn't it? It's that, um, oh, I know, I know, I miss you so much. No, uh, we only see each other like four times a year normally, but you know, hey, ho. although it was a little bit more, actually, I tell a lie, we've been going to a few more conferences recently, haven't we? Um, but back on topic. Um, is that um, I had the same story, which is, you know, corporate career and all of that stuff, totally fell out of love with it, but was completely in love with horses, but I had to try and find a way of making my passion create a business. And I kind of went off on the total tangent into the rider mindset thing, but I love it. So, you know, but I still have to market it, still have to get clients, still have to do things. So um, let's talk a little bit, before we actually get on to the Instagram stuff, because we do want to talk about that, it's a little bit about your mindset around business, because obviously that's the main thing here is mindset. Um, but let's look into your mindset around business, around what it is that means you love what it is that you do and what it's really about for you. Okay, so for me, my, I mean, my hairdressing is, is a want and a love and a need to serve. You know, I'm making people feel happy. And I suppose when I when I fell into hairdressing because it didn't choose I didn't choose it it chose me um I was 14 I wanted a Saturday job I wanted to earn some cash because we were really poor I didn't have nice trainers like everyone else at school and I said to my dad I'm gonna go get a Saturday job and he was like over my dead body okay well I'm doing it um so I went and I literally just dragged my little baby sister around with me the whole of the town I was like do you have a job do you have a job do you have a job and eventually two people said yes um and they actually phoned me up when I got home like racing to that phone before my dad got there was just yeah horrific um but one was a um hotel company asking me did I want to be a chambermaid and the others was a hairdresser saying did I want to be a Saturday girl and I was like changing beds being a hairdresser. I'll do the hairdresser thing. And so it was only supposed to just be pocket money, um, but it ended up becoming my life. <laughs> I suppose it's one of those things you get into it, you can't get out of it. Um, so my love was to serve and to make people happy. That's what I grew up on. And I suppose that feeling that pain of nearly losing that business for me, um, I could see that happening in so many other salon owners that, that want to serve and make people happy went from, clients with a nice haircut to business owners in pain it was just the client that shifted um, and I moved with it and because I knew how to do the thing that they were looking to do it kind of felt that I was wrong not showing up and serving them with the answers to the questions that they had 
So I absolutely love that because I think that's where we definitely share some values. It's about serving and helping others. And that's where I think the two of us get along so well, because in our different realms, that's definitely what it's about. It's helping others, serving others, helping them overcome problems. And we've got some of the answers that might help them to do that. Um, and just quickly, because you mentioned that, it's the perfect opportunity right now to mention Horsey Courses, which is my little site that I've set up. It's not little, actually, it's growing where if you're an expert in something and you want to help other people, but you don't understand technology or you don't get this online training thing, you don't need to know about it. Just just help more people by getting it out there. Don't Because I know, Jen, you're a believer with me on this one, is that one-to-one's great. You can do a lot with one-to-one, but you can't serve that many people doing one-to-one. So you've got to somehow change your business model if you really want to serve and help people to reach in the masses. And that's what you're doing now, isn't it, with your one-to-many products and things that you're doing. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? If I was to work one-to-one, I could have what, you know, I don't know, 10 clients a week that I could serve um, and they would want weekly point touch points with me, you know? And I, that's that's really upsetting that I can only serve 10 people. You know, if, if you're creating courses and you're creating things that multiple people can access at the same time, I can help millions. Now, my I'm building an online global training academy and I want to touch the hair heart of 10 million salon owners okay so in order for me to do that I can't do one-to-one stuff and so what what I'm doing is pricing my one-to-one stuff way out of the price range for anybody so that I can do it if someone's desperate enough to have that but it's too expensive for most people. So they're happy to just do the thing that they can. Um, and, you know, I do, I'm setting up stuff like Zoom calls and things that I can, that people can access me as well. So I'm there to help and coach because I don't believe in giving somebody something and leaving them to it. Um, especially some of the stuff that I'm diving into. It's quite in depth. Um, but I just think you're, you're not serving the industry if you're just working one-to-one with just a few people. You need to get out there and touch as many hearts as you can. I love the hair heart. That's lovely. Maybe, maybe we need to be touching horse hearts. <laughs> so yeah, so that's amazing. Thanks, Jen. Okay, so, so if we're talking about then the, the whole concept of this is helping as many people as we can, like that's what we want to do. And most, most horse riders or certainly coaches, trainers, people that they want to help people. That's why they do it. Um, so if they want to help as many people as they can, that means they've got to create something, haven't they? Whether that be a course or some way of doing it that a lot of them do, um, you know, clinics, but again, all that means is you're just coaching a lot of people in one day and that could be like 16 hours or something unbelievable worth of clinics. So that was kind of the traditional method, but now people have started realizing that group things, classroom based things, you know, that kind of stuff, and then getting it online is really going to serve so many more. So let's say they've done that, they've got that package and they're trying to then get themselves out there as a business doing something that is slightly different in our world at the moment. And they've gone, okay, fine, let's let's look at this Instagram thing. <laughs> what would you suggest would be a good way of them starting with getting their message, their expertise, whatever it is out there? Okay, I'm gonna give you two options here instagram and facebook because i've ditched facebook for a very 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 long time um it's too stousy like literally every time i opened up a message on facebook it was somebody saying to me do you want to sell unique makeup do you want to earn a sideline and i'm like no 
I don't. Yes, I have a salon. It would be an ideal situation for you to place your products in my business, but I'm not here to sell for you. I'm here to serve my team and my clients. So I, like many, when done with Facebook, we moved to Instagram. Now, to build a... Um, a client base on Instagram, you've got to show up consistently. Okay. I can't stress that to you enough for two reasons. One, because your clients will be looking for you at those specific times. So if you are saying I'm going live every Monday morning and then you go live on Monday morning and then you don't, and then you do, and then you don't, and they're, like, they're not going to show up for you. So if you say I'm going live at eight on Monday mornings, you be there at eight on Monday mornings. You don't disappoint. But also, it serves the algorithm. Now, the algorithm, Facebook and Instagram have played with a lot of algorithms over their times. Um, and they've, they've landed on one called um, Edge. So every transaction you make on Instagram is what's called an Edge. So if you're liking someone's picture, that's a, an edge. If you're posting a picture, that's an edge. If you're viewing somebody's story, that's an edge. And every edge is accounted for in Instagram's edged algorithm, okay? So it will say at the end of the day, you know, Jen, you had 600 edges that you made. I may have made 6,000 edges. It knows, okay? But it knows when you make those edges. So not only do you need to show up consistently you need to be on the site consistently because here's the thing instagram is a business okay it's not making any money from you being on there the way instagram and facebook makes money is through um advertising space okay so if there are only 1200 people on the site in an hour let's say it's only got the advertising space for 1200 people if there are 12 million people on the site in that hour, it now has the advertising space for 12 million people. So all those sites care about is how long they keep people on the site. So if you're creating engaging content and it's consistent and you're showing up on the site consistently, it will show your stuff to more people because you're keeping people on the site. Is that making sense with everybody? I'm not losing people. Okay. So it wants to know you're there for it. Okay, so when we show up and we're there for it, it will allow your content to go out to more people. If more people then like, comment or share, that's lots more edges that that post has had. So it opens it up to more people and then more people. So the idea behind this is to be very consistent, but to show up and post engaging content, stuff that people want to talk to you on, like they want to comment, they want to share a like. And the thing is this, on Instagram, over the last year to year and a half, it's become very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like non-committed. So before we used to like everyone's pictures, and you may have noticed that you're doing this yourself. You would like everyone's picture. I'd be like, oh, that's a cute picture. That's a cute dog. That's an amazing seascape. Like whatever the picture was, you'd like it. Now we just go, we don't stop. We don't like anyone's stuff. We barely comment on anyone unless it's one of our best friends. So to get somebody to actually exchange a, an edge for us in order to get our content out further is really, really frigging difficult. 
Okay, so live on Instagram is brilliant because everyone will look at what you're doing live. Everyone wants to have a look, everyone wants to see. They may not comment, they may not show that they're there, but they're there watching and that creates an edge. So by going live, you're gonna create far more edges and get out to more people. Okay, so that's great. So our guys are sitting there going, yeah, that makes sense. That makes logical sense to me. I'm sitting there going, oh, really? Okay, fine. But that is why I pay someone to do this for me. So that's that's fine. <laughs> it's not you, I just about to say it is Riviera, but you know, hey, um, because they make sure that I am I am posting consistently. Um, it's my staff, obviously. Yeah, but they're 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 getting it out there. Anyway, so but the the main thing has always been, oh god, I don't know what I've got to say this though like what what can I put this engaging especially when you have to be doing it all the time so what would your kind of thoughts on how you come up with engaging com content be so there's there's two factors to this first of all you really need to know your sue okay and what I mean by sue uh, your ideal client like I'm not teaching you anything new here you were told this every single business book you've ever read in your entire life says go figure out who your ideal client is and yet we just go nah I can't be asked for that I need to get more clients and we don't do it so that's the first thing you really 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 need to figure that that person out I mean I call mine Sue it's just a figure of speech that I use in my industry and I've actually I coach this in salons and I've just broken it down and made it into an online course that I'm just it's going live next week and I've I've been working on it yesterday and this morning and I've broken it down so much that I was like, today I'm thinking, I'm fucking good at this. <laughs> Actually, like, I'm not just good, I'm fucking good at this. I'm just reading back all the stuff that's in my head. I'm like, Jesus, because when, when you're presenting, sometimes you don't really, you don't know what's coming out. It just, like, I never, ever, ever go to present with anything other than the very first line that's gonna come out of my mouth. After that, good luck, because I don't know what's coming and I barely remember it because I'm in flow and it just, it comes through me and out of me and that is it. Um, and if you ask me to repeat something, you'll scream me over because I'll be like, what did I say? Um, but see, I've completely lost my trail of thought there. You were um, telling us about how you work out Sue. Yeah, so Sue. She, when you really, really, really understand her and you really like almost stalk her, so you know everything there is to know about her, but I'm not just talking where she lives and how much money she earns and what car she drives. Yes, that's, that's important, but I'm talking about what makes her tick. You know, where does she visit? So for instance, one of the things that I was breaking down in this course this morning was um, my Sue loved shopping in Waitrose. Um, now, why does Sue love shopping in Waitrose? Well, when I started to visit Waitrose, because it's my local shop. So when I started to visit Waitrose, not to shop, to figure out what it was that they were doing that I could find a, a connection with Sue on, I started to look at things like, um, so they do a free newspaper. And when I started to break the free newspaper down, what was it that Sue was loving about this free newspaper? It was the fact that they did recipes in there because one of Sue's highest values in life is making an amazing home life for her family so by Waitrose tapping into that and making this free newspaper have um, lovely recipes so that she didn't have to think about what do I cook this week 
they were helping her live her highest values. So that's my first thing. Figure out who your Sue is and figure out what her highest values are in life, the top three, and then figure out how to help her achieve them. Because here's the thing, right? Nobody, are we swearing on here? Yeah, no one gives a shit about your business. Okay, that's the God's honest truth. No one cares. When somebody comes to you in the beginning, all they care about is, can this business give me what I need for the price point that I perceive its value at? That's it. If you were going to go and buy a car, if you had £15,000 in the bank and you wanted a, I don't know, a white Mercedes, let's say, then you would go to the garage that sold the white Mercedes in the price point that you had the money for. You wouldn't go to the garage that you loved the brand and spend 20 grand when you didn't have it. Does that make sense to everybody? So all they care about is, do you give me the thing that I want for the price point that I'm prepared to pay? So we have to help her get what she wants. And whatever that might be for you guys, I mean, your businesses are completely, everybody's got different businesses, um, whether it's that you're helping somebody learn how to ride properly. You know, how can you connect with the brands that she loves and already buys into and figure out what they're doing that she really loves, your Sue, so that you can pull a little bit of magic out of that and put it into your business. So the free newspaper with Waitrose, we pulled a little bit of magic out of that. We thought about the fact that it was helping her with the recipes. We thought about the fact that it was creating community because it was based upon Waitrose and partners and what they were achieving in their, their big business because all of their staff are partners in the brand. Um, so it, it was all those little things. And when we started to break it down and pull that out, it led to a monthly, a, a three quarterly, sorry, um, publication that goes out into the salon that has a recipe in it for a cake or something, you know, not a dinner, a, a something nice, a treat, because she likes to treat herself, that has how to get her hair looking good, because one of her highest values is looking and feeling great at all times, um, that had a community element to it. So we just recreated what Waitrose was giving her that she loved, in our own way. And then you can move that online onto Instagram. You know, you can put those, whatever it is that you're doing, the, the cake recipe, you can put that up as a story. You can make a whole, like a whole highlight about all the cakes that you're making in the business, whatever. You know, it's just about connecting to what's important to them. Okay, so that's cool. So we get to know who it is, especially if we're a business. But if we're a rider, we need to do the same thing for our sponsors. We need to get into the head of the brands and the companies that we want to attract. So if you're a rider, flip turn this. So rather than thinking, um, I'm a business and I'm trying to get my clients to me, flip turn this and think, I'm a rider, I want to be an influencer, I want sponsors, I want to be an ambassador. What, what kind of companies do I want to attract? And what kind of things are they doing and, and flip it, right? Yeah. So that sounds great. But um, how do we not just like put loads of pictures of our ponies up then? How, how do we make it interesting and engaging and all these kind of things for them? Because it's unlikely we probably are going to put cake recipes um, because yeah. I do know horsey people that bake, but most of the time they do that out of like necessity rather than time. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like how, how do we, how do we make sure our content is different? It is engaging. Like what is engaging content? 
Um, how do we create variety? Because there's nothing worse than looking at someone's Instagram account and literally just seeing the same picture, like, which mine a little bit like at the moment, actually. It does need some changing. Um, but that's because I keep putting my live picture in every time it fills up the grid. So I'm going to have to think about that. But yeah, so how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you make it so interesting? Again, you need to think back to your ideal client, what it is that they really, really like and that they're engaging with. Um, for instance, sorry, my son's just walked in. I'm loving lockdown. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Kids around everywhere. Um, so, um, for instance, let's think about. So, you're posting horsey pictures all the time. You could put quotes on them. You know, in like quotes that people haven't heard. And you only really need to change one or two words for a quote to not be the same quote as someone else's. Okay, so that makes it a little bit fresher. Um, then I would do things like TikTok is phenomenal. Now I know everyone, I know, I know. Do you know what, you you're gonna lose half your life if you start this bandwagon. However, you can make some really cool videos on there. And so if you guys are making stuff whilst you're on the yard, you know, you, you guys are all amazing friends on your yards. And so doing stuff like that is engaging and different. Um, Lots, I ask lots of questions on a post. So it might not be that the picture's changing so much. It might be that it's the same picture in black and white and you just ask a question um, in the bio. But you, it's, it's that headline that you need to make engaging so that people go, mm, okay, um, what else could you guys do? Um, shout outs and thank yous to brands. So whatever brand of horse food you use or because they will repurpose your content and get your word out there. Now is an amazing, amazing time to reach out to those sponsors. Okay, I'll share with you a little story. Um, the beginning of lockdown happened and I thought to myself, I, I had an hour to, my, to, to sulk. That's all I gave myself because I had two businesses that were about to go down the path. I had to shut them both overnight. I have a coaching company, you know, where I go and I coach in salons, um, how to do Instagram, you know, and that's a thousand pound a day. So, and that's just me on my own going up and down the country. I bloody adore it. That's how I love to spend my day. And then I've got a salon with 16 members that shut down overnight that I then still have to pay their wages and all the bills. And I was like, shit what am I going to do? Like, this is serious. I, I don't want to not pay anybody. And I, I don't want them to have 80%. I want them to have 100%. But at the same point, am I going to afford that? Can I afford to pay myself? Like, can I afford that to keep my house? Like, what's going to happen? So I had an hour and I was allowed to choose a method of meltdown. And that was pour a large glass of wine <laughs> to gulp it back. After that, I had to make a decision. And the first decision I made was, what do I want to come out of lockdown looking like? Now, my answer to that question was a brand new business model and a brand new person. And all the things that I'm scared of doing or the things I wish I'd done, stupid little things like learning sweet with sodding chopsticks. Every dinner I'm eating is with a pair of bloody chopsticks because I'm determined <laughs> to teach myself. I'm not even joking. I'm like this. I know. I've seen you. We have had Chinese and I have watched. I think I've tried to teach you, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's a useful skill, right? <laughs> I'm doing all sorts of things. But one of the things that I was scared to do was firstly, ask for help. I don't ask people for help. And secondly, was to reach out to people that I perceived like heroes in my world. 
And so I wrote down the name of five people that I wanted to interview that are famous in my, um, in my industry um, or full stop. And I just reached out. I just took the fear away and just messaged them. I was like, hey, I'm running this thing. I'd really love to interview you. Would you mind? And they were all like, and some of them were in bloody America. You know, we had to like literally work out two different time zones and all sorts of stuff, but it's just elevated me. And that type of content, bloody hell, that was a brilliant. So if there's sponsors that you want, who would make them stop and look up? Who could you interview that they would go, actually, she is somebody and we need to connect with her. Or is there someone inside of that company that you know that you could talk to, that you could interview or just bloody reach out and ask them, like, can I do an interview with you? And when they're hearing your story, however you can weave what it is that you want the message to be from them, when they're hearing your story and they've got a personal connection with you, they are more likely to sponsor you. Cool, love that, brilliant. Okay, so just get over yourself then. Go and do some of the stuff you were thinking of doing, but you couldn't. I mean, that's why these started, these Q&A started in lockdown because I just thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I've got an entire team of ambassadors for a start, so I have 20 of them straight off the bat. Let's just do some Q&As with them. They've got an amazing, incredible set of skills. They range from the very top to real grassrooters. We've had some unbelievably inspiring stories from that. Um, I'd always wanted to do my podcast, haven't I? I literally, we've been on a marketing conference together and I went, I'm going to start podcasting when I get back. And then lockdown happened. And what's the perfect thing to be doing during lockdown? Podcast! podcast. So I've started doing those. So yeah, definitely. I think if you're of that mindset though, but you have got a unique mindset, Jen. You have got, you're so driven. You are so driven. Um, you, you know, it, it doesn't, no one's going to bloody stop you. Um, you're like, no, exactly. And you, you're just like, I don't know. I just find you so inspiring and so oh, like, you. Um, you just pick me up when I need it. And, and I know, you know. Really thank cool. you. But I'll, let you um, I'll let you into a little secret and nobody knows this, so shh out there. But um, one of the people that I really wanted to connect with is a guy called Bob Doyle. And he was one of the co-authors in the book, The Secret. And we had an interview and then I was chatting to his girlfriend and then he's been messaging me like, can I share the content? And we've, we've actually started to build really lovely relationship. And every time he messages me, I'm like, oh, Bob Doyle from The Secret Messenger Man. So funny. Um, uh, but then he's reached out and he was like, we're, I'm doing, I'm involved in this other book that we're writing. Do you want to write a chapter in it? <laughs> yeah, look at your face. So I wrote like I'm a 14 year old school dropout. I'm dyslexic. I run a business. I, well, in fact, I run two businesses. I'm like creating content online that has to go to <laughs> a guy out in India that spell checks everything for me. Because <laughs> it just would read all sorts of stuff otherwise. And then I just read a book. Well, a chapter in a book. All because I got out of my own way and I sent that message. Love it. And so what would your tips for people be on how to get out of your own way and just JFDI people just fucking do it? Yeah. Um, so my thought process is I write it out on my notes. 
like so then it's, it, it doesn't matter because you're not actually directly in their inbox you don't see their name so I just type it out on my notes like it doesn't matter it's to anybody um then I go away and I come back and read it in an hour and if I like what it says or if I don't I change it a little bit but then I like that's it well by the time I've got to that full stop at the end it's copy paste send don't think about it because what's the worst that's going to happen is going to ignore the message I didn't die I'm no worse off than I was before I sent it you know all right I might be a little bit hurt that he didn't respond and I might think sake that was just really shit um but the very 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 worst that could happen is he sends a rude response back and I don't like the guy anymore so I don't want to work with him anywhere and I love that and I think that probably brings us on a little bit to why some people are a bit reluctant to do things on their Instagram or their Facebook or to be out there or to be seen or to hide behind a brand and a business or you know to not be that amazing ambassador or sponsor because they're worried about what other people will think and the haters and the trolls so we all get them what are your thoughts on you know getting over yourself getting it out there and doing it because the haters and trolls are out there they're out there what what would be your advice on that so firstly, let's discuss the haters and the trolls. They are assholes, and it says more about them than it says a thing about you. So firstly, I want to just put that out there. I also want you to understand that their opinion of you is none of your damn business. So over your head, chuck it in the fuck it bucket, move on. Don't dwell on it because that hurts. You know, and actually, they don't know you. They don't know anything. One of my friends was really badly trolled the other day. Um, I, I won't go into the whole entire story, but it was by an ex-member of my staff, actually, um, who was not a very nice person. The girl that I sent out to Africa, because we build houses for orphan children out in Africa, and she was one of the girls I sent out there. And as soon as she got out there, she quit. She's just not a very nice person. And she was trolling my friend. And I was like, give me the account. And she was like, what? I was like, just honestly, I don't, because she was going to delete it. Don't ever delete it. Answer back. Okay. But nicely. Like we was taught, Jenny was in the room when we was taught this. Literally act her. Like, whoa, I don't know why you're being so offensive. Like I'm just trying to help some people out there with some amazing content. And I don't understand why you're getting upset with me. And then they'll answer back. And then you can be, whoa, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. And just keep like the story oh well I'm hurt I'm hurt but actually what that does is it creates edges so the more times they talk back to you and you talk back to them the more edges you get the further your content gets out there so keep going and then if they start to get really nasty I just end the conversation with thank you so much for your contribution to pushing my post further out for the algorithms and get creating great engaging content for everyone to read whilst they're looking through this post I really appreciate your input and they just piss off um and there was a second point that I wanted to make to that it was about why would you not put yourself out there so there was the haters and the trolls was one of it but the other bit was why would people want to listen to me what have I why am I special what have I got that yeah. what, what 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 makes me different am I even good enough well, you've got a message, you know, and that message needs to be heard. And you don't always know who hears that message. I get, I get messages on Facebook every single day that at the beginning of this whole journey for me, I was crying almost every day with the messages that were coming through. Like I've changed people's lives. I've put speakers in the room in front of them that they were like, oh my God, I need to work with that person. And they felt such a relief and such an enormous kind of 
this whatever was going on for them is over that you know they were like oh my god thank you so much you're amazing thank you what what please don't ever end this group we need this group and it was like I've never even seen you show up so firstly you don't know who's watching and listening and watching on replay and that kind of stuff but if you're struggling with it I think the best piece of advice is it, the next time someone messages you because the first thing everyone says to me is I hate my voice and then it's I don't like seeing myself on video and then it's well, I don't have the right camera or I don't have the right microphone and I'm like bullshit excuses like literally you're either committed to your bullshit or you're committed to your growth pick because you cannot be committed to both it's one or the other and so the camera you've all got one of these right yeah that that's all you need that is it that is all you need you don't need a microphone you know you don't need the the headphone set that come with these phones are good enough you just put those earphones in and speak away to the camera that's it that's all you need if you don't like your voice every time the next time someone texts you send a voice note back don't text anymore in fact forget texting Jen and I, it's constant, voice notes, back and forth, back and forth. You get used to hearing your voice. There's not a thing anymore because it's a natural progression. You just keep hearing it. Then you start, stop with the voice notes and it's video messages. And we're all on these calls during lockdown now. So, you know, we're kind of used to looking at the screen and seeing ourselves and thinking, oh God, do I look all right? You know, <laughs> exactly that. Like the bread spots. I've never eaten so much bread in my entire sodden life. Have you seen my skin? God, Jesus. And look at this. These, these are my nails growing off the edge. I'm so pissed off. They're my real nails. So I could I could use that as an excuse. Look, I've got one on each hand. And I could be like, oh, I don't, oh, I can't do a video because could you imagine if I didn't turn up and I didn't talk to you guys about Instagram? Some of you will have got some amazing stuff from here that you're gonna go away and try. You know, hopefully all of you have. But if I turned around and went, Jen, I can't, like, look, it's not happening, my nails are wrecked, or my hair's a mess you know you wouldn't have got that so just get out your damn ways i love that thanks jen and that definitely comes down to something i'm always talking about and i know you're you share this with me as well um which is make your goals so big that the things to get to them are irrelevant you know like if you want to hit 10 million salon owners how on earth are you going to do that if you're worried about your hair or your nails and you're a salon owner like you know everyone goes she's going to be worried about her hair and her nails isn't she that's what she does and it's like oh well, yeah to a degree but you know actually they want to hear what you've got to say so yeah. if i don't post a po photo of me and my pony unless i'm in full makeup my hair done and my pony's looking clean but for a start i've got a gray one so it's not going to happen secondly most of us have got a hat head most of the time do you know the, the funniest part jen you'll love this so my mum i love my mum obviously she's my mum she's your mum she has different ideas to me and she's probably going to watch this at some point so hey mum um different ideas to me about how you need to look um now she doesn't leave the house of she's very glamorous and she has given me a sense of style that i am so grateful for i don't think she thinks that i've taken on that sense of style but i'd like to think that sometimes i do and certainly when we're out at non-horsey events you get to see my sense of style sometimes with my lovely long fair packs and favor over the knee boots and things like that but 
um she's mortified sometimes at the way I look on my lives when I'm walking the dog in the morning like I'm windswept there's no makeup on or you know like I've got a hat head I'm wearing a baseball cap or whatever and at first I did think oh you know is this really how I want my brand to be represented do I really want I want to be really professional like what I do is serious stuff you know working with people's brains is serious stuff like you know we we can joke about it and what have you and, and there is funny elements to it but I but people need to trust trust me so you know do but I do I need to be this polished polished look and no I don't because actually you guys that are listening or watching this you're used to seeing us far worse than this quite frankly covered in poo or mud or you know sweat and or yeah literally I've you know done that or the horses kissed me and I've got green dribble down my face or the the usual left boob you know horse dribble because oh. <laughs> I have got a snogger of a horse and he's grey so apart from the days when we are polished to perfection for show days he's pretty disgusting most of the time it doesn't matter how much you bath him he'll go out and redo it for you so you know I've definitely had to get over that so what are your kind of thoughts on what how it is you get over this stuff then because you've said just do it but what what is it to you that means that you do get over it and, and get on with what you need to do so firstly, I, I want to share something that I, I posted out yesterday. So I recorded a video yesterday, just literally on my phone. Hi guys, I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. Um, and I put it out. It's about this new course that I've, the, the Find Your Sue breakdown course, um, mastermind mini course thing. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to record this. And halfway through recording it, and I'm like three minutes into about a five, six minute video. <laughs> I had this little black bit there. Like I must have, I don't know, smudged a bit of mascara or something right there. And I had like this, I don't, has anyone else's skin gone really dry? Like, what is this about? My feet are awful. Like the driest they've ever been. I don't have dry feet. I'm like, stop. But I had this bit of dry skin about here. I think where I keep blowing my nose. <laughs> and I've just thought, fuck it. And I just carried on recording and I posted it out there. That video, three hours of it being out made me a thousand pounds. Okay, so if I'd have just gone, oh, I don't like it. Oh my God, what if people see it? Like, oh my God, everyone's going to be looking at that. Nobody would have even seen it was there. So <laughs> just get over that. The other thing that I would say to people is, um, obviously start recording your voice and start recording your face so that you get used to seeing it so that it's not not so much of an issue but one of the things that I um, suggest to a lot of my clients to do is think about somebody that you love watching their lives or their videos somebody that's really inspiring that just crushes it every time they do it and you're like wow that was great and oh god they always know what to say and they always look amazing and oh they're, they're just the best at this okay and I want you to watch their video or a little bit of their video before you record a video. And I want you to think, because like for me, it's Tony Robbins, okay? He's the guy, what, I don't care what he records, I'm like that. I love him. So I think about what kind of energy did Tony Robbins have to adopt to show up as Tony Robbins on that video and you know if any of you have ever I mean I've not been to a live event of his but if any of you have ever been there I've heard multiple times like behind the stage he's like whoa come on and he like proper like he's like all over the place and when he comes on the stage he like leaps out into the crowd and like the, the energy is something else so 
close your eyes and think about Tony Robbins and the energy that he would be bringing. And when I'm sitting there thinking about that, I'm almost, I'm starting to move myself already because I'm thinking about, oh God, yeah, he'd be pumped. He'd be psyched. He'd be like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then take that energy into the video because I see so many people and I mean this with love. I'm not, I please don't think that I'm talking bad about anybody because I'm not, but I see so many videos that go, hi, I'm Jen. And today I'm going to be talking to you about Instagram. Now. They were, my, they were my, they were my first ones. That's what my <laughs> videos that you watch them. Oh, yeah. I, I like to think they've got a little bit better recently because I'm just like, hey, you're just gonna have to listen to what I say. You don't want to change the channel. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Just come off the live. Exactly that. And you know, understand that you may be talking to nobody. You may do a live and nobody shows up, and that's okay because they will watch the replay. All right. Like I said at the very beginning, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's seeing. You don't know who catches it later on. I broadcast live into my group at 10 a.m. every single morning. And there's probably around, there's between 35, 40 people live every single morning. But then later on throughout the day, the comments start coming in and people start messaging me. And I'm like, Jesus, people are watching this all day long. Like, I don't know how yeah. many people watch them. I get that with mine. I'll be, I do mine in the morning. I don't do them at the set time at the moment, but going forward, I, I will do them, I think. Consistency is key. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and I do them on Facebook. I haven't gone on Insta yet, only because Instagram Live is just, well, I can't do it at the same time, so I'd have to do two, but anyway, oh, no, regardless, it is a pain, but there you go. Hopefully, maybe one day, because they're owned by the same company, they might sort that out, but we'll see. Um, why was I saying that now? See, this is the other thing. You could be doing a live, and you completely lost your train of voice, a train of thought, and it doesn't really matter. People are like, they're willing you to kind of carry on, and I was hoping that would help me get my train of thought back now. But it didn't. I did that live on stage once yeah amazing and you just kind of go oh it's a bit annoying isn't it never mind coming back to what i was talking about well where are we talking about showing up lives oh people not watching there you go it comes back um and like you know i've been on there and there'd be one or two people maybe watching my live and it doesn't matter you carry on because i just think to myself oh it doesn't matter i'll just think about this like recording a video like no one's there so i'll just carry on anyway yeah. and then later on the amount of messages and things that you get and then what actually starts to happen is because facebook starts to tell you and i think instagram does as well that someone is going live at that moment in time yeah. you your your numbers of live start to increase but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to watch you back later but i do have one question for you on that jen which yeah. is Instagram Live, when you do them, you then lose them, don't you? They disappear after 24 hours, don't they? So why would you do an Instagram Live if you're not getting many people watching? Um, because it acts as an edge. And because we're in a like non-committed, like I am shocked that marriages are even lasting now. Like people won't even give you a love heart and start an Instagram. How are we marrying people and staying in these relationships? I mean, I'm single, so I really don't understand it. <laughs> However, <laughs> like the, the, the level of commitment is just wrecked in this country, but they will watch your live. And so because it's up there for 24 hours and there's that, there's that scarcity, or if I don't watch it, it's going to go and I might miss what was being said. Um, so they do jump on and watch it and it's real estate so if um one of the things that i like to do with a live if i'm jumping on somebody's live and i i just do this for people because i just 
I love watching people show up live and I just love that they're, you know, doing it. But you could get your mates to do this for you. Um, I go on and hashtag. So if they're talking about, I don't know, let's say you wanted, talk to, tell me a sponsor that would be great to sponsor one of your events. Okay, this is the other great thing about live, isn't it, guys, is that you can mute yourself and be chatting away and no one can hear you. Um, so that's always good fun as well. So technology is just one of those things you've got to get over as well. Right, so a, a company that would be really good for you to have sponsor, um, so let's say a feed company or something, so a, a brand that makes feed for you. Okay, feed so name me one. Uh, oh, I don't know, I'm not sponsored by any. Let's take Riviera Piara, so Kate, um, Katie of Deciphering Dressage is sponsored, and I hope I get this right now, I'm pretty sure she's sponsored by Bailey's, I hope. Bailey's, okay. So if, say for instance, she was doing a live, and I saw that and I knew that she was trying to get sponsored by them, I could nip onto her live and start feeding into the comments, hashtag Baileys or whatever hashtags that they are using or showing up on, because then that, that tells them that there's a hashtag going on and they'll watch the live. So that's really key. The other thing, and I'm not going to take credit for this because my 12 year old daughter came up with this the other day. I was like, I've been teaching Instagram all this time and I didn't even bloody know that. What the flipping heck? She said to me, I'm, I'm changing your, um, oh, I can't even get on. I'm banned. <laughs> I'm actually banned from Instagram at the moment. So that's quite funny because I was chucking people off my account so that they would stop ruining my, um, my visibility. If they, if they don't like and comment, I don't want them on there. So I don't care if you're following me or not. I don't care about the numbers. You know, I think there's like 20, I think I got it down to 20.3k, it was 20.5. But there was like, th those 200 people were 200 people that were never responding, never being involved in what I was doing. So I don't want them on there because it's telling Instagram, there's 200 people never liking my stuff, my stuff shit. So I was kicking them off. <laughs> Quite often do that. Um, so, uh, so she came on and she said, you know, the bit underneath, um, so you've got your username at the top and then you've got your um, profile picture and then you've got a bit underneath that most of us put our name in again. She was like, why would you do that, mum? Why have you got Jennifer Louise on there again? And I'm like, because that's my name, just in case they didn't figure out that that was my name. And she went, nah, see, this is the thing. You need to put what you want to be showing up for there so that your account comes up when people are googling that and I was like you clever little madam so like I'm she is a clever like, monkey though isn't she isn't she just so I was like oh so I've changed it now to um salon business coach because now anyone that googles inside of Instagram salon business coach because it's in my bio which is real estate Boom! Jen. Oh, that's changing, Jen. You're going to have to show me how to do that. That is changing straight away. That's that's one thing I can go off and do straight away. Okay, so if we were going to now sum this up to say to people, okay, so you're either a rider or you, and you want to get sponsors or ambassadorship or whatever it is you want to get. You want to be an influencer or maybe you're a business and you want to get clients, visibility. You want people to see you. Um, maybe you want to do your products. You want to get something on horsey courses. We're going to be using all this stuff to promote horsey courses. What are some really quick things that they can straight away go away and do? Let's say three top tips straight okay. away. 
So figure out the hashtags you want to show up on and then show up consistently on those hashtags. If you go on to salon owners, salon owners, Instagram, salon owners, marketing, salon owners, coaching, I show up on every single one of them. Um, so, and you can put 30 in a story, absolute must. Don't put them in the story, put them in the first comment. So post your, your post and then the first comment, just you comment the hashtags. You can put 12 in an Instagram story, you know, the little bits at the top um, and you can hide them. So one of the things that I do, you, like nobody wants to see a hashtag in an Instagram story. It looks tacky as hell. So there is always a little bit of black somewhere in my Instagram pictures or white it has to be one or the other. And now I put the 12 hashtags that I want to show up on um, in on that story and I shrink them down. Literally, if you just do that on the screen and pull your fingers together, it shrinks them down tiny, 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 turn them black and I hide them in a black, like in my top. Or if it, if, uh, if it was white, I would hide it in the wall so that nobody could see it anywhere. Um, that helps you show up. So you know like when you open up the app you've got the page where you scroll and there's like everybody that you know's pictures and then at the top there's all the stories and lives okay so anyone following that hashtag that you have researched don't just use any hashtag research it please um anyone show that is following that hashtag you turn up on that exact like on the heart on the um stories on their stories whether they know you or not amazing um, so that's the first thing I would do. Um, the second thing I would do is everyone that's on those, that's following those hashtags. So have a look at who's posting. So say, say me and you are competitors, okay? And we're both showing up on the same hashtag. Anyone on that's commenting or following your stuff is in the market to buy what I sell. So I'm reaching out to them. <laughs> like, there's no love in love and war. I am reaching out to them. So whether that be, I just like a few of their pictures uh, or I comment on one of their photos on their page or I, send, I follow them. However that may be for you, definitely start reaching out with them. Um, and then I, I suppose it's engaging content because you want people to, and, and that for me is stories at the moment, you know, putting a story up and asking a question. So say I'm selling horse feed, um, I would be showing up, doing a little um, a walk around the yard maybe or around the factory and I'd be like, so what horse feed do you guys use? I'd really love to know because you know what? I would love to send you a free sample. It only needs to be a tiny little bag. The fact that they've got something for free, they're going to love it. Or um, so what stables are you at? Tell me, I'd love to know. I'm, I'm looking for new stables or however that question could be for you or whatever it is that you do. Um, start asking questions and asking them to DM you because not only is that edges, like your banking edges when that happens, but they're engaging with you. And when I tell you, you need to spend around four hours of time in somebody's presence before they will buy into your brand. So the quickest way we can do that is through stories because they get to see your personality. They get to understand who you are. Like if I was recording this for you guys and you couldn't see me, that was blacked out and I'm talking to you like this, can, do you buy into me right now? Do you know, like, do you get my presence and who I am and the goofiness that comes out of me? No, they want to see you. 
they want to connect with you they want to see your eyes they want to feel what what it is that comes out of that passion so show up awesome thanks jen that has been amazing and i think we've definitely seen your passion um <laughs> we have shared your eyes we have uh, no that's great thank you so much and it's yeah, and it's so relevant like okay you know i know some people might have thought well why do i want to listen to someone who's in salon business how is that relevant but it's relevant because it doesn't matter what you're doing with you're selling the want to serve you're selling solutions to people's problems you're selling community you're selling yeah. whatever it is you're selling and and even if actually you're not selling anything you're just out there doing what you love and doing what you do people want to watch that because they want to share a part of your story so yeah. um you know get out there and share your story don't keep your light under a bushel i think is the old-fashioned phrase god knows <laughs> But stop hiding people get out there and do it because the worst thing that's going to happen is someone will say something nasty on facebook oh well never mind get over it yeah oh blimey <laughs> say to that yeah that won't be on the podcast i'm not going to tell you what she just did <laughs> so thank you so much jen it's been an absolute pleasure having your energy today you have reignited my enthusiasm and my passion and my need to regularly show up on instagram i'll be checking i know you will um so i don't doubt it so thank you so much for everything um if anyone has any questions when you're watching this on the replay just let us know and we can get them over to jenny if anyone does want to contact you um to ask you about anything i know the courses that you do are salon specific but there's definitely generic stuff in there if they want to know about uh, things, aren't you there? Know what? i'm rewriting the the the, the find your sue one is just so good and actually what what I've done is I've sent it off to get spell checked <laughs> but also for them to change take all the salon stuff out and put just because it's the same message you know and I dive really really deep into finding your zoo and like every business needs to do it but not just every business every team member in that business too like every single person needs to know this so that you're all building that brand with a megaphone perfect let's get our megaphones out let's find our sues get our megaphones out and help them in whatever way it is so thank you jen it's been awesome and uh yeah so if anyone wants to contact you just quickly how do they get hold of you so you can grab me on instagram i will be allowed back on there i've just got to change my password uh <laughs> so um, you can grab me on there um and that is jennifer louise the l in louise is a number one okay because somebody else already has jennifer louise um, or you can find me on facebook find me through jen stuff um search on her followers i'm on there i'm following her jennifer louise and find me on facebook again i'm following jen and friends with her on there jennifer louise um and my podcast is coming out soon yay yeah as soon as we as soon as the um the book launches because it's the same so the very first podcast um episode is about my chapter in the book so i can't launch it until the book goes live um is this so, the the guy that wrote the secret that book yeah oh wow yeah so that's all gonna um all gonna come into fruition and yeah there's 22 people talking about building their brands on there so it's amazing just phenomenal awesome cool well we we will wait with beta breath for both the book and we'll obviously link to that on here because i will i want a signed copy please um and also um you know we will link to the podcast and bits as well when it's due so thank you jen again 
we will um, post all of this stuff. If anyone's got any questions, reach out and we'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening in to our next one. Bye, everyone. Who got this? You got this? You know you're gonna rock this? Who got this? You got this?